Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I am Reese. And I am David. And let's go ahead and jump in with our first question, the question of the day. Let's do it. What is your go-to comfort food? For me, comfort food, something that makes me think of home, family, uh, actually is uh, red beans and rice. I do a red beans and rice for the family that has kind of become just something that that whenever we eat it, we just feel like home. Yeah, I think. Um, In fact, my daughter, who's out of the country, has talked about that being one of the things she wants when she comes back home. Yeah. So so to me, that's kind of a go to comfort food Mm -hmm. uh, is the red beans and rice that I do. Honestly, I don't want to steal your answer, but that's mine too. Uh, <laughs> it's I, our family. Well, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's just so good. And and it's like that warm, hot meal that's good. And I specifically want it with your homemade soda bread. Yeah. Because it's just the best. And there's nothing like good. homemade bread. Yeah. And it's a carb overload, but it's a good carb overload. Well, when do you not want carb overload? Let's yeah. be real. The only reason we don't all live doing carb overload every day is because we're not supposed to quote unquote and we could become an overload if we eat too many carbs that's that's (laughs) very true i mean if i if i have to give a different answer yeah you know i would say emily makes some amazing plantain meals Mm -hmm. that are super good she made one this past week for the first time and it was just mind-blowing and it will probably be my go-to comfort food it was like she cut these plantains in half fried them and then put like the sauce on it that was like an onion garlic tomato sauce mm. and then like a homemade slaw and then uh some avocado slices Dang. and then yeah i know and then some uh, uh queso fresco it mm. was so good i was like i ate it and i like attained enlightenment i was like what is this yeah i think uh, one of mine for your family would be your wife's oh. tortillas Oh yeah, she makes great homemade tortillas. That's true. Maybe it's baleadas because that's a that's a Honduran like breakfast taco basically, mm-hmm. and it is so good. Yeah, I uh, can see that. Yeah, see, I once again I asked the question, but I had to give five answers. Yeah, you had to give a bunch of answers. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and jump into the main topic of the day, and Sounds that good. is the importance of fun in relationships. It's something I think is kind of underrated. You know, usually when we picture relationships, we picture like the Disney movie where they are like staring into each other's eyes or like the romance where the guy's crying in the rain while telling a girl how much he cares about her. But there's another side to relationships. And and I'm kind of wondering from your perspective, what is the importance of fun in a relationship? Yeah, I think that's something a lot of people don't think of when they think of relationships. They think of, you know, they'll think marriage, they'll think romance, kids, stuff like that. But they forget that that fun is really what builds a relationship. Like, think about your best friend. What makes a person your best friend? Right. Usually, it's you have fun together. You do things together. You enjoy. You laugh. You, you have all this stuff. And yeah. I think that's a part of relationships and dating and in marriage. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't realize how important it is 
because the majority of your time, you're not going to be staring into each other's eyes. You're not going to be at a romantic candlelit dinner. You're going to just be together. Right. And I think fun is something that kind of helps you as a couple just enjoy each other. Mm -hmm. I've heard you say before that fun is like emotional glue. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Like whether it's with your family or with marriage or with, you know, somebody you're just dating. If you want to grow closer to a person, having fun with them is really important. Right. Yeah. And as couples, especially like if you get married, you want your wife or your husband to be someone that you have fun with. Right. And I think that's an important thing to look for in a partner mm -hmm. because fun is kind of that thing that helps you. You know, marriages sometimes go through tough times. Yeah. There may be tough times relationally. Mm -hmm. There may be tough times, you know, economically or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you can still have fun together, it helps you kind of weather those tough times. And I think that's something to uh, keep in mind yeah. because sometimes you and your spouse may be going through a hard time, but the fact that you still have fun together helps you kind of walk through that fun time. That's true. You know, to where maybe you're not having a very romantic season, mm -hmm. you know, like when children are little, you know, especially right after they're born, there's not a lot of romance for a while. Right. But you can still have fun together. Mm. And that's something that helps you as a couple stay connected where, you know, romance and, and those other things, they're great. But that's not really the glue in the relationship. True. Because sometimes even if you and your spouse maybe aren't super happy together, sometimes the thing that can keep you together is like, well, I still enjoy being around them. Mm. You know, they're one of my favorite people. So why would I think about ending this relationship? I would miss that part. True. And I think that's something important that couples really don't think about. But when you look at marriages that have lasted a long time, mm -hmm. it's usually because the couple has fun together. That's true. And I think, I mean, I would say one of the most practical ways I've seen this for when you and mom were weathering storms was when Hurricane Katrina happened. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2005, we lived on the Gulf Coast when Katrina hit. And it pretty much destroyed the house. Yeah. I mean, we got about five feet of water mm -hmm. in the house. And the only thing that we could really salvage was like pictures from the top shelf yep. of some closets. Yeah. And that was it. Everything else was gone. Um, and that would have been a really tough time. But it didn't feel like it, honestly. Mm -hmm. At least from my perspective as a kid. Uh, I was only 10 at the time. But, you know, me and Katie... It, it didn't feel bad because we were still having fun together. Yeah. And that's what's interesting is, mm -hmm. like you said, fun is an emotional glue. It's something that can help you weather the storms. And that's in a romantic sense. And that I feel like also will translate to your family. Because yeah. like I have, I have memories of us, like me and my sister sitting down watching a portable DVD player on a mattress while you guys were in another room painting our house. Yeah. Or like... I remember we went to go see the Chronicles of Narnia five times in the theater we did. <laughs> or, you know, we would like play games or hang mm -hmm. out. And like at the, at one point we were all sleeping in one room. Yeah, we were. And when that happened, it kind of felt like a sleepover party mm -hmm. where it could have definitely not felt like that. It could have been like, if y'all had not been having fun and just focusing and worrying and stressing and talking and arguing, that would have been a tough time for us, but it didn't feel like a tough time because you were continuing to have fun mm -hmm. throughout the process. Yeah. And I think that's why it's important as a couple, you know, if you're someone out there who's looking for a partner, yeah, um, 
you're looking for someone to have fun with because yeah. that fun, like you said, gets into the family where the family learns how to have fun together. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's why I worked with teenagers for a long time. And some people are scared of teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because some families don't know how to have fun together. So as a, as a child gets older... They yeah. kind of all alienate and everybody goes to their separate rooms and they never spend time together. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important to make sure that you as a couple have fun. Yeah. And then you bring that fun into the family and it kind of becomes the culture of the family where even if you're going through a tough time with a teenager, if you still have fun together, yeah. you can still connect with them through those veins better than anything else. That's very true. Sorry, I'm getting mind blown over here a little bit. <laughs> Like, I, I was just thinking about how, I mean, it's because fun is an emotional glue that you have in your relationships. If you learn how to do that, that does. That helps you parent. Mm-hmm. That helps you with marriage. That helps you in dating. Yeah. And that's honestly good news because learning how to have fun is an enjoyable process. Yeah. And a lot of people don't know how to have fun today without some type of substance being there. You know, like we have to go spend large amounts of money. We have to drink alcohol. We have to do these things to have fun. Mm. And that's kind of, really, it's kind of a crutch. Yeah. Where you, you got to learn how to have fun without those things, you know, and then you can really be genuine in your fun and you yeah. don't have to have something else to make it happen. Yeah. Other stuff is more like the icing on the cake. Yeah. But But you know how to have fun with a person just in general. Yeah, I think so. I think fun is healthy for dating um, because you get to build an authentic relationship. Yeah. I mean, romance is super cool. It's super great, but it's not 24-7 like we talked about. It's not even 24-7 on a date. Like even if you go on a two-hour date, if you spend that two hours just staring at each other, you're going to look like a weirdo. (laughs) You're going to be a weirdo. Yeah, you're going to look a little scary. Yeah, fun kind of helps a relationship, I think, be more well-rounded. You're, you're kind of looking at the whole person. You yeah. learn a lot about people uh, by how they have fun. You know, that's true. when you see someone, if, if they're a, someone who laughs well, they like to laugh, that's a great thing to have in a relationship. That's true. Um, in fact, for all you men out there, a lot of women, sense of humor is one of the things that's up on their list. It's one of the top. Some of them before even how you look. Um, so it's one of those things you want to bring to a relationship because everybody likes to be around someone who's fun. Yeah. And you can also see, like, if someone's fun is by putting other people down, mm. you learn a lot about a person by doing that. That's true. Like, if they're always practical joking on others or kind of crashing others mm-hmm. emotionally or in other ways as their sense of fun, then for you, you're like, okay, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. You know, this person's always putting other people down. But if you have someone who can laugh and then also laugh at themselves, that tells you a whole lot about their personality and what they're like and who they really are as a person. Yeah, I think that's very true. And I think it's something where if somebody can't take a joke or like you said, if somebody's got an unhealthy view of what fun is, yeah, that's a big red flag, yeah, which I mean, we're gonna be talking about later in yeah. the series. Not to plug that shamelessly, but we are plugging it shamelessly. <laughs> but yeah, fun is such an important element of relationships, but nobody really pays attention to it. Yeah, they don't. So if somebody does want to pay attention to it uh-huh. and they're like, okay, well, let's make fun part of relationships. How do I do that? What, what would you say to them? I would say you want to start with figuring out what's fun to you. Yeah. You know, what do you enjoy? Yeah. Uh, like, you know, let's say you're an anime fan. Yeah. 
And maybe you want someone to spend time watching anime with. Well, that means your partner, you want to try to find someone who's an anime fan uh, who would be your partner. Or, you know, if you're kind of nerdy and you focus on the nerdy side, or if you're athletic and you like to go out and do physical things outside, you you want to think about having someone who maybe is similar Mm-hmm. And even if, I mean, your spouse and you don't have to have everything that's the same. That's true. But you want to have a couple things that you do together that's y'all's, that's mm-hmm. special. Because that's unique to you. If you never spend time together, then, you know, are you really a couple? Right. You know, and, and if you don't have fun together, then I think your relationship's going to be hindered in that. Yeah. I think that's very true. Like, for example, Emily and I are more on the nerdy side. Uh, you know, we like watching or playing games, watching uh, people do video games on YouTube even, you yeah. know, look, like, and that's something that I'd never really done, but mm-hmm. she had watched people play. I was always like, why, why do you watch other people play video games? Like you should just play them. Yeah. But you know, after a while I've gotten to play some with her and watch some with her and it's worked out because yeah. we found that as a lane, yeah. you know, like we're not going to go on an ultra marathon for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some couples that are like that. They just love doing health stuff together. Yeah. And props to you, you know, props yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> but not everybody has to do the same things to have fun. Yeah. Like your mom and I, she was not athletic at all. Mm-hmm. She was anti-athletic in many ways. Very true. She didn't want to sweat. She didn't want to breathe heavy. Um, <laughs> you know, where I, I would do triathlons. So we didn't yeah. have that in common, but we were big movie buffs. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed watching movies, doing things like that. Um, for a long time, cooking shows kind of became a thing we oh, did together. Um, so those are kind of things, doing, even doing games themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's different things you can find. And that's part of the joy of being a couple is you find those things you enjoy doing together. But if you're dating someone, again... Fun is one of those things that is important, and you want to make sure you're dating someone who knows how to have fun, or there's going to be issues. It's true. It's true. And and that's a, a good question to ask yourself when you're dating somebody, mm-hmm. is what are things that we like doing together? What are things that we both enjoy? Yeah. Or, or is this the kind of person that we can discover new things that we enjoy together? Uh, yeah, and that's the thing with, yeah. with couples especially like in a marriage, one of the joys of marriage is finding those things that you enjoy doing together, mm-hmm. that you never knew how much you loved it. Um, like for your mom and I, we enjoyed vacations. Mm-hmm. And that kind of became a big thing for us, going on a vacation, doing something special as a vacation. And that kind of became a family thing. And we all love travel out of it. Mm-hmm. But it came out of us as a couple enjoying doing that and going on adventures in that way. Yeah. And uh, I have to throw this in there. Y'all were big into British murder mysteries. Yes, we were. Yep. That, that yes. was the other thing. Cooking shows, movies, and uh, British yeah. murder mysteries. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie specials and Ms. all of Marple, those. all of it. Yep. Yeah, we yeah. loved all those. Yeah. If I had a British accent, we were probably watching And it. somebody was getting killed. Yep. Somebody was getting killed. You can't killed. leave out somebody getting murdered. <laughs> uh, but no, it's true. And you get to find your own things. Because yeah. like... For example, Emily and I don't watch British murder mysteries, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Like, if you see another person in a relationship and they're enjoying something with the person they're dating or they're married to, that doesn't exactly mean it has to be y'all's thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your thing as well. So don't don't get that sense of perfectionism. Yeah. Some kids, I think, they have an issue. They get married to someone and they think, well, their marriage should be exactly like their parents. Mm-hmm. 
And, and that's not the point. The point is not to mirror those who were uh, in front of you. And maybe you didn't have an example. But fun is something that you discover together. And a lot of times that starts when you're dating. Mm -hmm. Like your mom and I's first date was us cooking together. Mm -hmm. I mean, other well, we did go see a movie. That was kind of a surprise date. And there's a whole story behind that. But, you know, a movie and cooking. Well, guess what? Cooking and movies, movies. kind of became a big part of who we were as a couple. Huh. That's interesting. But yes, uh, for anybody listening, don't forget fun. Yeah. Always remember that that fun is an element that will make your relationship better, not only with somebody that you're dating, not only with someone that you are married to, yeah. but eventually it'll affect your family mm -hmm. and ultimately, hopefully, encourage future generations to continue having fun together. I agree. Because I think sometimes in our society, we picture that if you're not being productive, you're not doing something that's worthwhile. Yeah. And a lot of times, what's most worthwhile is investing in relationships through having fun with people. Yep, having fun together. Yeah, so we would encourage you to do that. Now let's go ahead and move into our Q&A part of the uh, podcast. And the first question we have is one that we actually got through Instagram from a guy named Jamin. And he was asking, how on earth do you do taxes if you are living outside of the U.S.? Yeah, I, I have no idea on that one. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. We did not expect that to be we did a question that we got in. <laughs> but we told you guys. Thank you, you, Jamin. Yeah, by the way, thank you. But we told you guys, you could ask us anything. So we spent some time actually looking at what the options were. If you're doing taxes outside of this country, but you're a US citizen, uh, the process is very complicated. So the recommendation that I would give is finding a CPA. A CPA is a person that is going to help handle your taxes for you. And there are some who specialize in doing that. Um, my tax guy, uh, his name's Clyde, is a CPA that does taxes for people outside of the country. He does it for missionaries. He does it for people that live outside. So I would recommend finding somebody like that. And we will be sending you, uh, Jamin, a link to his contact information so you can get in contact with him and he can help you through that process to make it very simple for you. Because in, in my opinion, Making that investment of however much it costs is worth not having to have all the headache yeah, of basically going yourself. through a college-level class yep. to learn how to do taxes. Because yep. the U.S. tax system is nothing if not complicated. Yes, it is complicated. It's meant to be complicated, but we're not here to talk about that. I'm just geeking out over the CPA's name, Clyde, because that sounds more like a loan shark than a CPA. Clyde. <laughs> hey, my name's Clyde. Clyde. And, well, his last, last name's Smith. Clyde Smith. Yeah, Clyde my Smith. My name's Clyde Smith. <laughs> or like a cowboy. Hey, my name's Clyde does. Smith. It does sound like a cowboy. I'm here to do your taxes. But, Although the funny thing is he's got a Hotmail account. No way. Yep. He, that's the first Hotmail account I've seen in a solid 15 years. I didn't I didn't know it was still a thing. It's still a thing. Wow. That's like every once in a while I'll see an AOL account and mm -hmm. I'll be like, it's still out there? It exists? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but I would recommend him. We'll send you that information. And for anybody else with questions, yes. we'll answer whatever question you got. Yeah. It can be deep. It can be funny. And apparently it can also be financial. Yeah. Let's not do too many of the tax questions, but, yeah. you know, we did want to help you out, Jamin. Uh, so let's go ahead and move on to the next question, which is 
what are some date ideas that you can do to get to know somebody without being too serious? I assume that this is actually based off of last week's Mm -hmm. uh, episode when we were talking about how dating is important and it can be casual at first. Yeah, I think I think some of the things we said last time about group dating, double dating um, events, one of the things you can do, depending on what you're involved in, like doing service projects together, serving other people, um, yeah. doing things like that. I think you get to see a person in a different light. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I think it's a good thing to do. You know, maybe it's a Saturday fixing meals for the homeless or cleaning mm-hmm. up, you know, a park mm-hmm. or things like that. Those are an easy way to kind of get to know someone in a, in a situation that's not so focused on you two being together. Yeah, I think I think that's a very good one. Mm-hmm. I would also recommend going on a date where you're doing some kind of activity. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. Because I think a lot of times whenever dates start getting, like you feel like you have to be serious, is when you're just like eating and staring at each other, Yeah. right? And you've just got to keep the conversation going. Yeah. Or you're sitting in a movie in the dark together watching a screen and you're just kind of like, uh, what's, what are they doing? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. do they look like they're having fun? I hope they look like they're having fun. Yeah. I'm having fun. <laughs> are we having fun? I think we're having fun. I'm not yeah. sure. Are we having fun? You know? Um, well, and, and doing something like, you know, uh, top golf, bowling, you know, those things that are just fun and crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, you see a lot about a person and you learn about them. Exactly. And if you're focused on doing something, you get to, like you said, not only see a lot about the person, but it's not this weird, like, kind of trying to carry the date. You're yeah. let, you're just doing the thing and yeah. having a good time. Yeah. So that's that's probably what I would recommend yeah, is having a good, good activity. Um, the final question is, I have a friend who's dating a guy who isn't good for her. How do I approach it without ruining that friendship? That's a, that's a toughie. Um, a lot of it depends on the type of friendship you have with this person um, and if they are asking for advice. Uh, sometimes a friend doesn't want advice. Mm. And I think you have to think about would they receive it or not. Um, I knew a girl who had a friend who would always date guys who weren't good for them. And she would try to say something to her, but she would always make an excuse. Mm. Oh, well, because of this, because of that. So the girl started just not giving advice anymore. Yeah. Um, And she knew what would happen when the girl started dating, when her friend started dating a guy, their relationship would basically be over for a while because she would invest everything into the guy. Mm. And then when, when the guy would eventually break up with her, she would come back and want the friendship. So I think if you're the friend, you have to look at what kind of friendship do you have with this person. If, if y'all are very tight and very close, then you know you love them, you want it, then I would, I would say something. Just say, hey, have you thought about? And I would do it in a way that's not an accusatory, but I would just say, hey, have you thought about this or have you thought about that? Or you know, your boyfriend was trying to hit on me when you weren't around, you know, they need to know stuff like that. But also understand that they may not want advice. And -hmm. sometimes you have to think about, do I just not share it? Um, Because it it could mess the friendship up, but it really depends on how bad the person is. Mm -hmm. Because it may be worth it that even if they don't listen to you, they'll remember 
later that you tried to help that them. you tried to help yeah. them and that you were the one good friend in their life. So I know that's I didn't give you a, a real answer. I gave you a bunch of scenarios, but a lot of it depends on your friendship with them and, and kind of where it's at and if they're open to the idea. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think a big thing is what what your friendship with them is like, because if your friendship with them is so fragile that trying to help somebody and tell them what they don't want to hear ends the friendship. I don't think that's the end of the world. Yeah. You know, I think if you give them that piece of advice and they say, well, you know what? He's just my soulmate. I don't care if he deals drugs. It's fine. You know, um, okay. Okay. You know, that's it. Like if, if they're like, you know, if they don't want to hear it and they end that relationship, it wasn't that deep, I guess. Honestly. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, the Bible says the wounds of a friend you know, are good, that it's sometimes you need someone who will come to you and have the uncomfortable conversation. Yeah. And and so that's where you want to think, okay, is this one of those uncomfortable conversations? Like if I'm out somewhere and I've got a piece of spinach in my teeth from something I ate and nobody says anything to me, I know none of those people were my friends Mm -hmm. because they all saw it and they all were like, hey, it's on you. It's not my problem. You know, but if someone comes up and says, okay, you have spinach in your teeth. That's my friend. Mm -hmm. That's someone who, even if I don't know them, I'm going to be like, you're my best buddy right now. Yeah. And I think what we have to do is look at the relationship and say, okay, how negative is this? Is it worth it? Mm -hmm. And I like what you said. If the person drops us as a friend so quick, did we really have a close relationship? Mm -hmm. So it may show you a little bit more about the kind of relationship you had with that person. Yeah. And, And I guess the final thought I would say is kind of look at your own motivations and say, would I not have this conversation mm-hmm. because I don't think it's the best idea or because I'm uncomfortable with it? Yeah, that's good. And, and that's just the truth right there. It's like if you aren't wanting to have the conversation just because you don't think it's going to be comfortable for you, but you think it'll help them, that's a good indicator that it's a good conversation to have. Yeah, that's a great point. I like that. So you, it is good to kind of reflect on your own motives for why you're questioning to have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and that's some that's that's probably the last thing that I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I like that. To look at is just, hey, let me look in the mirror and make sure that I'm willing to have this conversation even if it's uncomfortable. Yeah. So but that's all the time we got for today. Uh, those right. were our three questions. Thank you guys again for joining us. We hope you have a wonderful day and we're glad you're here on the Hey Dad Podcast. Thanks for being with us. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad Podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.